On this week's Tech 24, we're asking the question, which side is winning the war on the technology front, Ukraine or Russia? And here with some answers is technology editor Peter O'Brien. Hi there, Peter. Hi, Charlie. Um, so how has the use of technology in Ukraine panned out, and is it what you expected? Well, a few days before the invasion last year, this time last year, I sort of weighed up both sides, um, the militaries of both sides, and looked at their technology and thoughts, tried to predict which would be more effective. Um, and it's fair to say I didn't get anything right, everything right. Um, I... I talked a lot about uh, Russia's modernized air force and its vast army of tanks. Um, but I wasn't expecting the air force to be mostly grounded, in fact, by these surface-to-air shoulder-mounted missiles that the Ukrainians have been using to great effect in, in these sort of small mobile, mobile uh, units, um, this, like the Stinger, for instance. And I also wasn't expecting, I don't think many people were expecting Russia just to sort of launch large columns uh, of tanks and other armored vehicles that just got sort of stuck in, in traffic at the start of the war. Um, I also didn't foresee the effectiveness of um, uh, drones, sort of commercial drones deployed by uh, Ukraine attached with, attached with, um, with uh, sort of makeshift bombs. They've been wreaking havoc on Russian units. Um, you can see one here, in fact. You can see the 3D printing uh, was used to create this, this armament <laughs> on the drone. Um, and like many others, I also described Russia's electronics war warfare as one of the best in the world. We knew it to be the case before Russia invaded Ukraine. But as it's panned out, Russia's had to resort to drone strikes, artillery uh, and other airstrikes to, to try and knock out Ukraine's communications capability because its electronics um, expertise doesn't seem to have worked nearly as well uh, in this war. Um, and there were a few things that I um, sort of still sat, stand by. So I did say that the less technologically advanced army is not always the one that, that loses. And I pointed to, for instance, uh, Afghanistan, Vietnam. Um, uh, obviously, we don't know the outcome of, of this yet, but um, Ukraine is doing uh, far better than expected on the technology front. Um, I also said Ukrainian morale um, you know, would be hard to whittle down, which is definitely the case. And finally, that um, Ukraine's allies would rally around it and supply supply. By, um, weaponry and support, which, which they have. Mm -hmm. But it's not just that supply of modern equipment going to Ukraine from the West that's tipping the balance. Uh, it's also Russia's lack of supply. Yeah, I mean, if we look at what Ukraine has, they've got HIMARS, they've got Bayraktar drones, uh, they've got NLAWS, uh, Scan Eagles, even something like Starlink has proved to be very, really, really effective. Um, it's got this wealth of, of, of foreign, uh, foreign equipment and, importantly, knows what to do with it. Um, also in recent weeks, of course, we've seen it start to be supplied with Western main battle tanks um, and... Ukraine is still asking for um, um, fighter jets and long-range missiles, which will be harder to um, so, sort of um, train up for and provide logistics for. But M Russia, meanwhile, has um, far fewer international suppliers. It's, it's, it's done quite well with the Iranian-made Shahed uh, drones. Um, and the German uh, newspaper Der Spiegel uh, broke the news on Thursday of talks between Russia and the Chinese drone manufacturer Xi'an Bingo, which uh, China denies knowledge of. But other than that, um, Russia is really now dependent on its own war machine, which is problematic because we've seen lots of setbacks.
tracks to its latest technology. Um, this one, for instance, the Su-57 uh, fighter jets, there are reportedly only a handful of them uh, in operation, and they're likely only operating in Russian um, airspace for now because of uh, the issues with uh, uh, the Russia's having in terms of you know, not wanting them to be shot down by simple, simple uh, uh, surface-to-air missiles. And there's also the T-14 Armata tank. Um, there were supposed to be 2,300 of these by 2025 produced by Russia, but um, British intelligence found that there's only really ten, tens of them uh, in the low tens of these T-14 Armata tanks in, in existence for now. Um, there's also sanctions. I mean, more of which are to come from the US. Uh, Russia will need to now find uh, replacements for uh, Western, um, Western components and for the technology talent that it's lost um, from people fleeing the war. Now, you had mentioned Ukraine, the Ukrainian people's morale, which has really shocked much most of the world. Um, but is this another example of people and not technology winning wars? Well, I, I don't think we can quite, uh, you know, we can't say who who's going to win the war, of course, uh, uh, yet. But um, there is... As you say, this widespread mobilization um, and this sort of citizen participation uh, in in the war effort in Ukraine. And to give you a sort of tech example of this, um, we can look at this chat online chat service called Ivorog, which was rolled out by the Ukrainian government. And this allows citizens to give the military intel about, for instance, the um, locations of Russian troops. This has been incorporated into a government app called Dia, which... Uh, Ukrainian citizens use every day to access their official documents, their IDs, things like that, this. And now they can re report on Russian troop positions because of it. Um, so from what I understand, public, public participation in this tool has been very advantageous to Ukrainian intelligence. So do you think that it's possible Russia could still have some game changers when it comes to tech up their sleeve? So, certainly. Um, there is still the risk of Russia... Um, enabling its long-range missiles, uh, a test of the RS-28 Sarmat intercontinental ballistic missile reportedly failed this month, but they will keep trying. And there's also the hypersonic cruise missile, the Zircon, which arrived on a frigate uh, in South Africa this week. Um, Russia uh, denies that it was planning to test it. And Russia, of course, has... Um, if you like, the, the ultimate technological advantage in the, uh, over Ukraine in that it has the largest stockpile of nuclear warheads in the world, um, both tactical and, of course, the far larger strategic nuclear weapons as well. Um, Vladimir Putin has repeatedly threatened to use these. Um, and Russia, of course, as we've been saying, withdrew from a nuclear arms treaty on Wednesday. But who really knows how serious these threats are? This threat very much remains unknown. Mm. Technology Editor Peter O'Brien with our Tech24 segment. Thank you so much. Thank you.